History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Della Brown from the Hit Network, hosting Israeli Travellers. We're going to be talking about all things Israel and how to bless Israeli backpackers. What a great ministry. Uh, it's great to have you with us, Della. Tell us a bit of your story. We're about to be born and raised. Hi, um, I'm Della Brown. I'm from Narrabri, which is in northwestern New South Wales. My dad's a wheat farmer, um, mm-hmm. though he's kind of retired a bit now, but he still plays plays farms. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, but, um, uh, and yeah, I, I came, I, I was grew up in a Christian home, very active Christian home, mm-hmm. but, uh, when I was 13, I heard a sermon on the great white throne Okay, and I suddenly realized that all these good works that we do as Christians mean nothing if your, your name isn't in the book of life. Yeah. So yeah. I said to my pastor, I was like, how do I get my name in that book? <laughs> 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 and yeah, then I was, I went to the Baptist church, so I got, um, you know, um, confession of faith and it was baptized mm-hmm. um, when I was 13. Yeah, Wonderful. And did then. it make a big difference? Did everyone notice the change in your life? Uh, well, I don't believe it made a huge change, but it certainly for me, it was a huge relief <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to know, yeah, because I, I, I didn't have the assurance of my salvation before that. Yep, yep. And even then, initially, I wasn't so sure, but yeah, now I know that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that uh, Jesus, Yeshua, he, what he did for us, mm. you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what we do, good or bad. It's what he's done. Amen. That's wonderful. Yeah. And tell us a bit about your early career. What did you do after school? Oh, uh, well, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I left school, so I just stayed home on the farm and helped my dad. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't too long before driving around in circles on a tractor wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a love for missions when I was a kid, being in the Baptist church. We uh, we listened to stories about these missionaries mm-hmm. in Asia and India, India and Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I'd like to be a missionary, but not in those places." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know where God was calling me. Um, and then in the eighties, this was in the seventies um, when I was a child. In the eighties, um, when I was a teenager, a song called "Please Don't Send Me to Africa" came out. Do you yes, remember that? I remember that song. Yeah, and I remember hearing it and saying, "If." If God called me to go to Africa, I'd go. <laughs> but anyway, as it's turned out, he's called me to into um, to bless the people of Israel instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still love going to Africa. I still have this hope. I've been to South Africa and I'd love to go to some of the other African countries one day. So I still have that desire there. Mm-hmm. And so did you do a lot of missions before you got involved with HIT? Then went and studied architectural drafting in Sydney. And while I was there... Um, one of the missionaries that we prayed for in Indonesia, uh, in West Papua, he was uh, retired and was actually teaching building at the uni- at the college where I was studying drafting in the same building, and he was running a Bible study. And he said, um, "Would you like to draw the plans for uh, um, for a new administration centre mm-hmm. and a library at the Baptist Theological College at uh, in?" In Irian Jaya, and I said, I'd love to. And so he told me what to write in Indonesian, <laughs> and it was really good. And then he said, Do you want to come? And I looked in my bank account, and there was money there to go. And so I was like, Sure. Wow. So that was my first missions trip when I was 20. 
And um, I've done a few other missions trip. I've been to Vanuatu a couple of times and uh, I was involved with Scripture Union um, beach missions as a oh, teenager I'm good at beach well. missions. I love beach missions. Yeah, I was, in, I was involved with the, the Windar one, which wasn't actually at the beach uh, in, yeah. New, in Newcastle. Yep, but okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, I did that for six years while I was a teenager mm-hmm. uh, and young adult. Yeah, when I finished studying in Sydney, I realised if I wanted to be an architectural drafts person and wanted to work in an architect's office, I'd have to live in the city. And I'm a country girl and living in the city was just like, I had enough of that. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't ever do it as a, a job, but I did it as a hobby. And then I ended up getting a job as a teacher aide in a little one teacher school in central Queensland, actually, called mm-hmm. Mistake Creek State School. Um, and it's there where God taught me about administration. I applied for the teacher aid job, but I didn't know the administra- administration and the bus driver job, which were also advertised, were actually all one job. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, God, it was back in 92, 93, computers were just starting to come in. I, I really wanted to work with computers, but I um, hadn't had the opportunity. Yeah, so working at this school, I was doing the teacher aid, but this wonderful patient teacher... She was just wonderful, taught me about how to do administration. And since then, I've been doing administration in lots of missions and ministries um, over the years. And okay. it was just, yeah, it was just, yeah, where you think you're going one direction, then God yeah. you know, gives you training for something else. And yeah, and, then, and this is now what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, so um, I've been involved with several missions. Um, I was married for 13 years and we did apostolic style mini- mm-hmm. missions uh, with the, um, where we go. We live in an, place. Uh, we, we went to Bible College up in Townsville at Rima. I, I, I did Rima Bible College. Ah, did you? Yeah. Ah, well, I, I was there in the external studies department. I volunteered there uh, photocopying the notes in 94, 95. Wow. So well, if well I did it via correspondence yep. in Coffs Harbour. Yes. Uh, I was youth pastor at Coffs Harbour Baptist Church. Yep. And I did it from about 90. 95 and 90. Oh, well, I might have posted. You probably mailed me my notes. I probably did, yeah. How about that? It's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Uh, What a great Bible college. Uh, David Cartledge. Yes, uh, that's right. Well, he just just left um, uh, being pastor of Calvary Church when Mm -hmm. we arrived. Um, There was a new pastor just arrived. But, um, yeah, so we travelled around Eastern Australia. He was uh, my husband. At the time was um, the assistant pastor at Cardwell AOG, the white fella pastor. And yeah. it was really great. The, the um, Pastor John Andy was really great uh, mentor for my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up doing some traveling um, just for personal reasons down to Tasmania. Um, and then we decided we were going to buy an old truck and Mazda E4100. Don't ask me why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we built a motorhome on the back of it and we planned to hit hit the mainland and travel Australia preaching the gospel was our plan. Well, then we moved um, back to my hometown at Narrabri and we felt God calling us to go to Wee War, which is the next town west mm-hmm. um, in northwestern New South Wales. And we ran a drop-in centre there for three years. So, so much for travelling. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> and it was, it was really great. That was where I first met my first Israeli there. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <gasps> Oh, it was just like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And I was like, and he says, oh, he says, I don't know what we're fighting over. It's all just rocks and sand. <laughs> I was like, it's the promised land. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was a bit disappointed with my first Israeli that I met, the mm. first Israeli that I met. But um, yeah, from then, God was starting to put a, uh, a love for Israel in mm-hmm. my heart and gradually grew it. And in 2006, uh, through there's an amazing story, and I, I, I've... Um, about how God got me to Israel. I didn't pay a cent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was earning just about nothing on a $125 a fortnight as a carer at the time in Toowoomba. <laughs> and 
Um, but yeah, God got me there. I was there for six weeks and this is where I met a guy named Jacob Demkani and his German wife who um, in, uh, in Israel, a Messianic Jew in Israel, who encouraged um, people to come, Gentiles to, from all over the world to come and mm -hmm. stay with he and his wife and, we, and, he'd take, and give us teaching and training on how to share the gospel with Jewish people, um, sharing it from the Old Testament, not the New Testament, just like Jesus and the apostles did. Yeah, and yeah, we're talking about Messiah, not Christ, for example. So um, it was, yeah, it's far more effective. And we travelled all over Israel doing that, and it was just absolutely incredible. And I was like, I live in Australia, a long way away. I got to Israel by a miracle. I didn't know if I'd ever come back again. I, but I really wanted to continue to share Messiah with the God's covenant people. I didn't know how I was going to do that. But um, then uh, in two, so that was 2006 I was in Israel and met, met Jacob and Elisheva, his wife. Um, and then, yeah, in 2012 I was in New Zealand on a different travelling ministry. I was with the Covenant Players then. I was an actress for three years. I remember years. the Covenant Players. Yeah. I used to love watching them. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're great players. Yeah. Um, and so I was one of them for three years, mostly yeah. in New Zealand. And I was staying in a host home. Um, down in the south of New Zealand and uh, knock, knock on the door. These two Israelis came and stayed. And I said to the lady of the house, like, why have you got Israelis in your house? Yeah. She's like, how do you do that? that? You live in a farm in the middle of nowhere in south of New Zealand, as far away from Israel as you can get yeah. geographically. How do you do that? And she goes, I'm with HIT, H-I-T, hosting Israeli travellers. It's a network of Christians mostly or believers people who want to bless Israel and, uh, and by inviting the Israeli backpackers to come and stay with them as they're travelling around New Zealand. Because lots of Israelis, many Israelis, when they finish their military service, they just want to get out of Israel and they travel and lots of them come to New Zealand, mm. um, which is as far away from Israel as you can get. <laughs> and it's a very peaceful country. So they come and it's... Um, and I just thought this was brilliant. It's mm. like, this is the way I can minister to Jews in my own farm. And she goes, nah, it's only in New Zealand. And it was like, <laughs> oh... So you can imagine how excited I was when in 2015 I got an email saying that the, the, this guy Omri Yakubovich, who runs this Israeli guy who came to faith in New Zealand as a backpacker back in 2000, started this, uh, no, 97, um, started this hosting network in 2000, was coming to Australia to expand it in 2015. And I was like, I, I emailed him and said, what can I do to help? This is fantastic. <laughs> and so, and I didn't have any idea then that when I did meet him um, about a month, two months later when he came to, he, he landed in Western Australia and then he came to the east, east coast, east side. I met him at a meeting, of course. I went to one of his meetings. At the meetings, he shares his testimony. It's amazing testimony, which you can see on One for Israel. I don't know if anybody... One for Israel, great yeah. minister. I saw a lot, see a lot of their videos on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The, and he's got two versions, an English version and a Hebrew version. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I highly recommend watching Omri Yakubovich on that. Jake, Jacobovich, looks like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Son of Jacob in English. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, watching his testimony on there is very powerful. So... When he's speaking, he shares his testimony. Then he shares about the importance and significance of Jewish evangelism. And then he shares about a way to bless the Jews um, through the hosting network by either inviting them to come and stay in your home or just interacting with them in other ways, mm. taking them out for coffee, taking them on day trips, you know, picking them up from the airport, whatever. You know, it's just, um, I just think it's just so easy. Anybody can do it mm. if, they, if they want to. He says it's not the size of your home, it's the size of your heart. That's so good. And, yeah. you know, I love chatting with Israelis. I've been to Israel twice 
And up until then, I'd never really met a Jewish person, you know. Mm. So I, I remember having conversations. We, we uh, had a Shabbat dinner at a Jewish man's house. Yes. I was there with 11 other pastors. Uh-huh. Thankfully, none of them were called Judas, you know. And uh, <laughs> we, we gather and we just got to ask him questions. And they love a conversation they about do. the Old Testament. And, they do. And I, I love the fact that uh, you said that when you witness to uh, Israelis, you use the Old Testament like yes. Jesus and the apostles did. Yes. And the key verses. Uh, uh, Isaiah 53 yep. and Psalm 22. Yep. And there's probably a bunch of other verses uh, if you researched well, it. You yeah, know. well, I mean, you, you just look, you just ask, talk about any of the Messianic prophecies. Mm. There's hundreds of them. Mm, that's right. Yep. And Jesus fulfilled um, all the ones about suffering Messiah. He fulfilled right. them all. Mm. And so, um, yeah, the, the Old Testament, um, and sometimes within the same verse, we'll talk about the suffering servant and the reigning king. Yeah. So, the, the, the Jews were looking for the reigning king, and that's why they missed him the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I hope that, um, yeah, us uh, Christians who love our suffering servant don't miss our reigning king. You know? That's right. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Now, if people want to find out more about the Hit Network, yes. and maybe they want to host some Israeli travellers, that would be fantastic. How, how do they do it? What's the website? Yeah, you go to um, hitinternational.net. So it's H I T, hosting Israeli travellers, H I T, international.net, N E T. And you, um, it, there's information there, there's videos there, uh, there's testimonies there, or um, a really great three-minute interview with a uh, host in New Zealand sharing about their experience of hosting um, as well. And if you just click on register as a hosting provider, then um, then you fill out the form and click create and you're, you've got an account with us. Mm. So um, the Israelis then, when they're travelling... Um, they'll look on the map and they'll say, oh, yes, I'm coming through Brisbane or wherever they, wherever you are. <laughs> and they'll click on and they'll, they'll, um, they have to be registered with us to be able to get access to your details. They can see all the pins on the map, but they can't see who they are. And uh, so they click on that and they, they'll, give you a, they'll contact you however, however you want to be contacted and say, can I come tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month? for a night or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's no obligation to say yes, no obligation to say yes. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Just say, ask someone else. And in lots of places where we've been, we've got more than one host. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there's there's always options. It's a great way to be a blessing. And we know the Bible says God blesses those who bless Israel. Exactly. And to yeah. pray for the peace of Jerusalem, it's a great opportunity to yeah. to bless and witness and, and care for uh, Israeli backpackers, yep. uh, and it's not just in Australia and New Zealand. You've got many nations around the yeah, world. Yeah, we well. um, yeah for the last four years, Omri and I have been travelling around through throughout twenty three nations of wow. the, the world. Our aim was to have an opportunity for Omri to share, whether it was just one on one coffee with someone, mm-hmm. or you know a small home group, or a church, or you know a stadium full of people, whatever. Mm. Every day an opportunity every day in a different town was our our motto and mm-hmm. our aim. <laughs> Didn't always happen, but it often did. Um, and, yeah, throughout 23 countries um, around the world, um, Australia, New Zealand, of course, South Africa, we had a wonderful response there. Central Europe, North Europe, um, Norway in particular, was wonderful response in the Netherlands. We got 200 hosts just in Netherlands. It's wow. crazy. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, and we've got 170, I think it is, in Germany, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, England, Ireland. Um, we've also done some Pacific Islands. We yep. had a... Amazing response in the Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. Vanuatu, Fiji, Solomons, New Guinea. Mm. Uh, just absolutely incredible response. Wonderful. So they, they've got such a great view of Israel, Yeah, um, which is great. But the, the HIT network is actually a neutral, uh, it's a travel club. It's not a 
ministry. It's not a religious organisation, but it is run by a religious organisation called The Ends of the Earth, T-O-T-T-E-O-T-E dot org. Um, and that's uh, that's the ministry. So if you know if people want to hear this teaching that mm-hmm. Omri does when he sh- shares when he's travelling, um, I highly recommend go to teote.org and click on media in whatever language. There's um, I think it's 25 languages, but English for Australians. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. So and uh, and there's lots of there's lots of videos, there's articles, there's audios um, of his travels around mm. um, Australia and around the world. Well, Della, it's been inspirational to hear about the Hit Network and this wonderful ministry uh, to Israeli backpackers. Uh, Della, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.